Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, Matt Ellis. Um, well, if you thought last week's was depressing, well, here we go then. Um, yeah, 6-1, so not a good week, was it? I mean, I'll tell you what, let's start with this. 5-0 at half-time, 6-1 final result against Harrogate. Is this the lowest point that the club's been? I'm, I'm struggling to think of another one. Yeah, we're, we're, we're now, um, <clears throat> we're, we're at rock bottom. Um, you know, as long as, been a, as long as I have been a Scunthorpe United fan, this is the worst I've, I've ever seen it. Um, not just on the pitch, off it. Um, in the stands, it's getting pretty uh, pretty dicey. It, it kicked off a bit yesterday, um, which we'll go into later. Um, and I just think that <clears throat> the manner of the defeat, um, the manager's kind of body language when he was coming off and going on the pitch yesterday, um, you know, just the, the complete and, and utter devastation of, of our performance yesterday um, was, was one of the worst I've seen us you know, as, as a performance itself, um, but also <clears throat> just the run at the minute, I think, you know, I don't know what it is now. It's like two wins in 29 or something like that, um, you know. Um, and it's that, you know, we are now at the lowest point with the bottom of the football league. We scraped relegation last season where we just stayed up, of course, um, you know, and we're here again at the bottom of the league. We're minus 16 goal difference. The club is in utter disarray. I listened to... Um, Cox's interview after the game yesterday and he just didn't seem to know what he was saying. He, he didn't have a clue. Some of his comments were just downright nonsense. Um, and he, he just just doesn't seem to know what to do at this point. You know, relatively inexperienced manager. W- won't know how to turn it around. Not, not now. Um, we're, in, we're in a pretty dark hole, I'm afraid. Um, and it's difficult to see um, how we turn it around. Um because I can, as we mentioned previously, um, you know, Tissat Cox is essentially Swan's last roll of the dice at this point, um, maybe for his entire tenure as chairman of Scunthorpe United. Um, so, you know, rock bottom right now. Um, and, and yesterday was as, as probably as embarrassed as I've been um, to be a Scunthorpe United fan that game. Um, it, it was genuinely, you know, it, like kind of, you know, abhorrent, you know, disgraceful, shocking. Um, absolute shite to be quite honest um but yeah so yeah you're right yeah um brad we're, we're as bad as it's ever been right now um and, and it's it's terrible to be a scunthorpe united fan um yeah yeah i completely kind of echo those comments i think it was it was just yeah shameful performance really um I'm trying to think of sort of a worse first half um going back you know i just can't think of one to be honest and and Take nothing away from Harrogate, you know they're a, they're a, a decent side. They're doing well this season, and and they deserve a lot of credit because I think um, you know they've kind of come up through non-league and and they've kind of held their own in this division, and and they're doing really well. Um, but you know, you, you, I think that's the lowest we've been. I know we've had sort of heavy defeats in the past, um, but they've been against better opposition. You know, even in the Championship, we were we were holding our own and we weren't getting hammered like this. And it's 
yeah, it's it's just uh, it was a really dark day, I think, for the club. But I mean, Matt, you know, you're saying it's kind of we've hit rock bottom, but I think, you know, I think we can go even lower than this. To be honest, I think I, I don't think we're at the bottom yet. I don't think we've reached uh, the bottom. I think this is the lowest we've been for for a long, long time. Um, certainly, sort of since since we've been watching the club, um, and you know, talking to fans who've been going, um, sort of. 50, 60, 70 years. I think they'll, they'll say it's certainly up there as well with, with sort of the worst they've ever seen. Um, yeah, it, it was just the manner of the, the performance yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you say about it, to be honest. It, it was just absolutely embarrassing from from start to finish. Um, you know, I think it, it kind of leaves Cox in a very difficult position. Um as Matt said, I think the fans had started to turn yesterday, um, not just kind of um, against the players, but I think against sort of the board as well. I think we, we saw quite a lot of um, sort of chants in that first half before the majority of the fans left. Um, and yeah, I think, as I said, you know, we were speaking about it, it was it last week and we said we could kind of see this on the horizon. Um, one bad result or, you know, it's not been one, has it? It's, it's kind of an accumulation of, of hammerings, really. You look at the Newport 3-0, obviously Rotherham, we get hammered. I know, you know, we we did okay that game. We, we looked okay for, for spells. Um, and then yesterday, and it's just, it's one thing after the next. It's, it's every week we're talking about the same things. Um, and, yeah, I, I just don't know where we turn um, now. I know, obviously... Second Cox would really be the last throw of the dice that Swan's got. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't happened actually, just because of the manner of, of, of the defeat yesterday. I, I think you know it's, it's very difficult to come back from that. I don't know how um, he picks the players up and, and kind of gets them to go again. Um, and yeah, as I say, I'm surprised he's still here. Um, you know, I think it's probably time up for him now. I think it's for you know for him as well. I, I just think. Um, you know, I, I don't expect him to walk away from the job. Um, I think, you know, he's he's obviously a fan of the club. He, he loves the club. I, I don't think he's he's one that's going to kind of give up. Um, but I just think, you know, the way it was it was turning yesterday, it was you know that toxic atmosphere. I think he's he's starting to appear, um, and you know, it's it's not a good place to be right now. And I, I just think, you know. Yeah, it's it's coming to a head, and you know, I think if if he's not this week, I think, you know, you look at the next game, Forest Green, that's another very difficult game. Um, you can't see us getting anything from that. And, you know, even sort of towards the end of the month, um, we, we said it was a difficult month. We said it would be very difficult to pick up many points. Um, you know, I just can't see him lasting much longer, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I think it's it was just a, a complete embarrassment. And, um, you know, it's getting worse game by game. Well, I will point out that as we're recording this now, it's uh, half past six on the Sunday evening. Uh, we do have a tendency of recording these and then the second we finish, something big happens with the club, don't we? So just in case there is any news, that's the time that we are recording. Um, there's quite a lot to unpack, I think, from what you've both said there. Uh, but I will start with this. For everything that's been going on behind the scenes, um, we know sort of the state of the club at the minute. We know we've talked about fans not turning up to home games and everything like this. Before the Harrogate game, there was a decent atmosphere about it. You know, despite you know, the chairman's being on here, he's been on Humber's side, says whatever he says in the interviews, everything like that. We've, st- we've sold out the tickets, though. Yeah, what did we get? About 600? We sold them out. Um, I know people that you know, haven't actually been for a while that were looking for this game. I think a lot of people, it's probably a new ground for them, isn't it, given that we couldn't go last year. 
Um, as I say, we sold out. We took a lot of people. And then you get a performance like this. You're, you're right. I think we sold out. And I think if we, we probably probably could have sold maybe another 300 tickets obviously would have made it even worse on the day um and and yeah I, I thought I thought we were right before the game the atmosphere was all right um went to a couple of pubs there's quite a few scunny fans um in and around Harrogate before the game um and everybody seemed relatively upbeat you know nobody was like you know kind of talking about the bottom of the league and stuff like that because I think at 2 p.m <clears throat> the team was announced and and I thought you know pretty much the, the best sort of give or take um Cox could have picked, you know, look like 4-4-2 um, and kind of our best available team there. Um, maybe Pew should have been in with Beeston, but I'm sure we'll talk about that um, in the centre of midfield. And I think you know, we thought, you know, maybe, you know, might, might be time to get a, a result here. Um, and we, and it, it became apparent that unfortunately all the um, relatively muted optimism at the start of the game was, um, you know, pretty well badly misplaced um, and, and obviously we knew within about 90 seconds I think you know Harrogate nearly scored and um, Thompson with a header off the line and then a couple of corners that came in um, and we just couldn't deal with them you know good balls in but pretty basically terrible defending and, and we should have been like two or three down even before we conceded a goal to be quite honest um, so yeah it just kind of that whole atmosphere it's, it's strange optimism really given like how bad it had been um, and you know and, and how much kind of noise had been around kind of questioning Swan and obviously he came on the podcast and he went on beside um you know to come out because he, he seemed to be a little bit absent um and I, I don't think he was at the game yesterday either um make of that what you will um but I think it just within about um yeah obviously a few minutes it it just all turned to shit really and you could see what was going to happen um you know and I'm not didn't really expect it to happen as you know be as bad as it was um nobody really see that coming I thought we might get we, we might lose like four nil or something like that I didn't quite expect it to be as, as bad as it was um so yeah it it, it, all, it it just turned really 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 nasty um within about 10 15 minutes um of the game well that was it wasn't it I mean as you say 20 seconds in or so they get the first corner don't they and you know that first goal is coming and I think we, we were talking just before we started recording this, you know, we three down in, in 15 minutes and, and you saying that that was obviously you, you two went, you were there. I, I saw it on iFollow. You're saying after that 15 minutes, you three down, that's when there was a bit of a turn in, in the stands. Yeah, there was definitely. I think, um, you know, it, it's not nice to see because, you know, I think everyone's really passionate. Everyone cares. And I think, you know, th there are different viewpoints. Um, and, and from what I could gather from the couple of kind of little flare points that around, around where I was stood, it, it seemed to be sort of some fans blaming Swan, some blaming Cox. And, you know, there, there was, um, it wasn't a punch up, but, you know, it could have easily been. And, and it's just not nice to see when, when your own fans are kind of arguing and, and it's turning like that in, in the stand. I don't know, during the second half, obviously there was, there were very similar incidents um but yeah i think it was it was just one of those obviously a lot of the 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 fans that were there yesterday um you know the, there's quite a few that are kind of boycotting the home games um for whatever reason that to to kind of um show the displeasure to the to the board um obviously they were there yesterday turned out in in relatively good numbers and you know i think it, it was always going to happen if we if we went a goal behind or a couple of goals behind, um, especially with the way the players were were performing, and um, yeah, it, it's it's only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before that happened. I know we we spoke about that um, recently, and yeah, it just kind of all sort of boiled over, unfortunately. And um, you know, you, you look at other clubs, um, Southend, you know, that it seems to be happening there. Um, 
sort of every week with, with what's happening there and you look at South End and, and for me they're sort of potentially sort of a vision um, into the future of, of Scunthorpe United really I think it's very similar um, circumstances there obviously um, fans not happy with, with what's happening and decisions that have been made off the pitch um, and yeah I think I think you're seeing the, the beginning of, of that here to be honest um, and yeah it's, it's, it's not nice you don't want to see sort of fans squaring up to each other and and you know, I think there's a, a lot of reasons for it. Obviously, there's a lot of alcohol involved yesterday for for a lot of fans, um, and it's just it's depressing to watch, isn't it? And I think people are angry. Um, I think the bottom line is the the players um, really just aren't good enough, and and I think you've got to decide who kind of is to blame for that. I think Cox has got to take some of the blame given that he's signed the players. He's told us how good they are. Um, you know, the, the sort of characters he wants in the football club, they're going to give the role for the shirt. Um, you know, and then he comes out yesterday to say that they're not doing that. Well, you know, that's, that's not Swan at the end of the day. I know he, he's given him sort of a, a really low budget to work with. Um, but Swan's not kind of man managing those players. Swan's not kind of training them every week. Um, and I'm not, I'm not kind of um, saying Swan's not uh, to blame here for for what's going on. Um, I think we all know the the problems at the club have have started long before Neil Cox arrived and and go a lot deeper than Neil Cox. But I think the problem is, um, you know, ultimately the players on the pitch, um, we we don't think they're good enough. But again. It wasn't long ago we were saying that although maybe they're lacking a bit of technical ability, they're going to give their all. And I think you've got to look at when that changed and why that changed. Because you know certainly yesterday, um, just some of the players, yeah, just I know they're not up to it, um, sort of skill-wise. But you know, you'd have thought, oh, we were seeing them give their all. And you you look back at the Walsall game, um, you look back at the Tranmere game, and. Now, that gave me quite a lot of optimism, really, for the rest of the season. I, watching those games, I did think we'd be able to um, maybe steer clear of relegation. But, for, you know, recent events, I think what's happening now on the pitch, um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to see anything other than, than relegation, to be honest. Um, I just don't see how it turns round. And I think the other, the other thing you've got to look at is whether you know, sacking Cox is going to make much difference. Because at the end of the day... Um, we know the the players are of sort of limited uh, ability, um, but having said that, I think earlier on in the season we looked fairly solid. I think we, you know, we weren't conceding many goals. We looked fairly organised, and and for some reason that that's turned to shit in the last few weeks, uh, the last month, um, and it's getting worse. And I think ultimately, Cox has has probably got to kind of. Um, take take responsibility for that, and um, you know I think we we definitely have sat managers for less. The run has been horrendous, really. Um, last season with better players couldn't do it. Um, obviously called out a few of, of the players and said the their egos and things like that, and and couldn't manage them. And then he's kind of had free reign this summer to bring in the players he wants. And I think you made a good point earlier on, Brad, before we we started tonight that. Um, you know, if he had more of a budget to spend, would he have gone for those players? Probably not. But at the end of the day, he signed them. He, he told us how good they were. Um, they were going to give their all, and, and that's just not happening now. And I think ultimately that he's got a. There's there's been a lot bigger problems at the club that that need to be sorted. But um, you know that is the last roll of the dice we've got this season. Um, you know you can change the manager 
unfortunately, everyone, a lot of people now are, are calling for a change in the boardroom. But you know, that's not going to happen overnight, is it? Let, let's be honest. Um, the only thing we can change, we, we can't change the players. We're under embargo. Um, the only thing we can change is the manager. And you know, I think he's he's a top guy. I've not really got a bad word to say about him. I think he he comes across well. I think he means well. Um, but ultimately, I, I just don't think he's good enough um, to to turn this round. And it remains to be seen whether anyone is. Um, you know, that that is a big question as well. Um, but I think sooner rather than later, that we've got to make that decision to give someone else as much time as possible with these players. Well, well I mean, obviously, as you can imagine, a lot of the comments we've had sent in has been about this very topic, you know, because any other year it's hard to see how somebody survives at you know a 6-1 especially with the club how we are but just that point there you know can anybody else get something out of this squad who comes in given what you've seen you know and obviously let's not forget we've gone through a lot of managers recently you know that's obviously public knowledge I, I mean what do you see happening if he does go I mean well first of all do you think he will go soon or and then what happens then I mean Tony McMahon's been brought in. Do you think it's going to be him till the end of the season? Do you get rid of all of them and try and bring in somebody else? I mean, I, I genuinely have no idea which way this one will go. Um, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Brad. I, I don't really know. It's, it's 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 difficult to say, isn't it? I think uh, you know, yesterday was you know enough cost to sack any manager in in, in the past kind of ten years. You know, if they had been sacked, nobody would be like, oh, you know, that's not not a good decision we've just got hammered we've, we've not won many games at all you know um and you know no, no questions asked really yeah right decision you know absolutely um but as we said i think that genuinely this probably is his his last role as a dice one um this is this is the last thing he can do to essentially um stop us dropping out of the football league and i, I can't as you said i i just i just can't see cox turning around i've just thought that um the way he was talking in his post-match interview yesterday just just kind of did not give me any confidence whatsoever he was obviously um trying to hide his kind of anger at the result which of course he, he you know he, he will do he'll, he'll be just you know really really upset about that um but i think that i, I don't think he's got the answers um all the know-how to turn it around and and i don't think that really um you know we're in this situation now and um <clears throat> any of the backroom staff are helping you know we, we've we've got kind of um, people in there that have been there for years, like legacy staff, and and really, what have they ever, you know, what have they been contributing? We've been on a downward slide for ages. It might not be the end of the world just to change the whole whole lot of the backroom staff, really, and bring in a completely new team. We've done that before. It's not necessarily worked. Um, but as you said, we we can't change the team because of the embargo. We can't change. We can't change the board because you know you just can't do that um, at the moment. Um, so the only thing you can do is change the management team, and it would be completely justifiable to do that at this point in time. Um, and he needs to sort of do it. And if he's going to do it, he needs to do it at the right time. He needs to get his timing right. You know, he, he can't do it sort of like after January. He needs to do it before January. Somebody needs to come in. They need to assess the squad and decide, you know, what they want to do. If they can, you know, then get some movement in January. Obviously, it'll be limited with the embargo. Um, it'll be kind of subject to players leaving and things like that. And who's going to take them on, you know, <laughs> based on how what how they've performed so far this season? Christ knows. But um, if he's going to do it, it's going to be, before um, January. So really, if we're being realistic, um, you know, what we now were October, aren't we? So, you know, it probably wouldn't surprise me if the results don't turn around before the end of this month um, that that Cox goes. Um, and I think the next couple of games, 
at home to uh, Forest Green. Another difficult one. I can see is getting hammered again. And then I think the next one is away on the Tuesday night to Barrow. Is that right? Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. So, you know, if we lose those two um, and we're coming towards the end of, uh, sort of the end of um, October, it, it's probably time, I'm afraid, to say goodbye to Cox and, and his, the majority of his his backroom staff um, to give the new guy, <clears throat> whoever this may be. Um, and it's, it's going to be a pretty small pool of managers to choose from, to be quite honest, um, because the rate we're going through managers um, and, and, you know, who's going to want to come and walk into this absolute shit show. Um, and at the same time, yeah, ideally you want a, an experienced manager, but we've seen how experienced managers have previously clashed, clashed with Swan and that's not really worked. So it's about getting the balance. And unfortunately to say, you know, I don't really want but Swan's not got it right for the past no, however many six six or so managers so it, it, you know if we don't get this right that, that that's quite honestly potentially the end of the football club in terms of we'll go down and never come back um and that's where we are now these, these are really really high stakes um so i've got really no confidence in, in the next appointment um and i've also got no confidence in 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 cox to to keep us up unfortunately and and, and that's just where we are um you know as as we said we're reach rock bottom and as you said matt um we can go lower, um, you know, and, and I think we will, um, you know, genuinely, I think the lower is to get, it's just a matter of the relegation, I think, at this point, um, because I can see us finishing with a, a pretty low points tally, um, minus 16 goal difference already, um, where are the goals going to come from, no idea, um, you know, how are we going to keep calls out, defending like we did yesterday, no idea, um, Cox was, you know, a, a good centre-back, wasn't he, um, you know, he, he played, in the, played in the Premier League, so what, why, the hell are we defending like this? Um, you know, what were the excuses? There are none, really. We shouldn't be defending like the way we are. So um, I don't know how it's going to go, but it, it, I think he will go. I think it's in a, unless there is some sort of miracle, um, you know, and it just starts to turn around. Christ knows how um, with the players we've got um, because they're not good enough. It's quite simple. Um, you know, some of them shouldn't even be playing in, you know, in a Sunday league team, let alone a football league team, to be quite honest, they're that bad. Um, it links to what you said earlier, doesn't it? The, the, one of the worrying things about yesterday is the fact that realistically on paper at the minute, that's probably there or thereabouts the strongest team we could put out. That's the worry, isn't it? And yeah, you are right. I think give or take, that's, that's the strongest team you put out and we're getting hammered, absolutely destroyed by Harrogate in, in the, you know, a, a really, really abysmal fashion. Um, and I think, yeah, Harrogate were really good, but I don't think they were that good. You know, I th- they, they did what they had to do, take us apart, and it was really basic. And all they had to do was pass the ball around quicker than we could get near them and, and just have shots that were on target. And, you know, if you have a shot on target with Watson and goal, it's going to go in. It's as simple as that. So that's all they had to do. Um, I would you know, point they- out that I don't think you can put the goals oh, no, on Watson no, no, yesterday. I don't, think they, right. I, any- I don't I think any of them really. I think no, not particularly. Not no. for him. Um, not for not him. particularly. Not his his fault. Um, but we know what it's like. Um, but yeah, they were all a disgrace. Not just Watson. You know, um, they they were all an absolute joke yesterday, and you know, d- disgraceful. And I think that it was quite clear from the away fans who were singing, "You're not fit to wear the shit," quite audibly. Um, and they, uh, you know, definitely would have heard that. Um, you know, and and, and right, rightly so. Um, because you know it, it it was it was the worst I've ever seen, um, and they should all be ashamed. And I really I don't know why Cox hasn't got him in training tomorrow. Um, you know, just because it was that bad. Um, you know, so there we go. Yeah, yeah, some good points again. And um, you know, I think for me, if he doesn't go, um, and I know that there's been quite a lot of accusations flying around recently that that Peter Swan doesn't really care about the club anymore. Um, we obviously asked him whether he did. He said he did. He, he said he still enjoyed it uh, and he was still committed. Um, 
but you know a lot of fans don't believe that's the case. I think if he doesn't sack him um, this week, or you know if we lose to Forest Green and he doesn't sack him, I think that, that to me that's alarm bells really do start ringing because for me there's no way um, Cox is going to keep us in this division. Um, and I'm not saying any other manager would be able to because I, I appreciate the squad is is absolutely abysmal. Um, however, I think if he doesn't sack him, I'd be even more concerned actually because I think then that proves well it doesn't prove, but to me it would it would I'd be more inclined to think that yeah he's not that interested in in the club anymore um, because he sacked managers um, you know obviously Alexander because he thought. You know, it was our best chance of getting in the playoffs, and and that proved to be the case. We obviously made the playoffs, but obviously after after that, it, it's kind of gone downhill. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it would be massively concerning because I, I just I just cannot see. I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I just cannot see how he's going to turn it round. Um, I know we kind of we was in this position last season, and I think I said the same last season. And he and he did to an extent. Obviously, tailed off near the end and, and nearly went down. Uh, but we had that kind of good spell, um, and I think you know. If he does stay, I think he's banking on Kenyon coming back and, and being, you know, that sort <laughs> in that midfield out. Um, Good effort. From what I've seen, yeah, from what I've seen, he, he's just not not up to it. Um, I know he probably wasn't fit at the start of the season. Um, maybe a little bit unfair. I think we, we probably need to see a bit more of him. Um, but yeah, from what I've seen, I, I don't think he's the answer. Um, and if Cox is kind of banking on him coming back and, and shoring the midfield up, I, I just don't think that's the case. Um, and I think a lot of it as well, I've seen a few good points um, this week, suggesting that we might not be able to afford to sack him or sack you know the the rest of the the management team. Um, which again, there may be some truth in that. To be honest, Cause I think if potentially um, you know in the past we he's kind of wielded the axe, um, you could say willy nilly, couldn't you really? And I think um, you know now there's been a reluctance to do so. I think he's he's always. Sort of over the past year, he said that um, you know he's taking a different approach. But I think that the time does come where um, you've got to make that decision. And and um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably see that in, in if not this week, in the next couple of weeks. I think it's just an, an inevitability about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting point whether whether we can afford to. Um, and then you look at the sort of the management team at the moment. Um, obviously. If Cox goes, you'd expect Lillis to. And I think with, with Lillis, um, I don't know, for me, um, you know, I was I was really excited when he came back to the club again. I think he's he's a really top guy. Um, but I've just been so disappointed, really, with with um, the, the two as kind of a pair. Um, but, you know, I think it's obviously you think back and, and my kind of memories of him um, sort of went when I first started watching the club was sort of Swansea and and getting the fans up for it. And, and I appreciate it's obviously a different situation when you're at the bottom of the league. But I've just been so disappointed with with him really. And maybe that's a little bit unfair, but that, that's just just my opinion. I just don't think it's worked. Um, obviously, been out of the game for a long time, and and he wanted to help the club like like Coxie loves the club, but it's it's just not not working. Um, and you look at McMahon. Obviously, McMahon's probably the one that that will will stay and, and take caretaker um, char- charge if um, if the decision is made. But again, um, you know, he's he's a very experienced. Um, he was a very experienced player. Again, with, with Cox played in the Premier League with with Middlesbrough. You know, they've, they've got a hell of a lot of experience. Um, and unfortunately, we, we're defending so poorly. It's it's just it's just shocking. And I think. It, 
quite a lot of it is coming from the midfield and, and the lack of a midfield. Um, however, defensively, we, we've just got to be so much better. And it's worrying that actually you look at that defence yesterday, um, you know, Millen's not a young lad. Uh, you look at Taft, you look at Davis, you know, they're experienced players. And I know Thompson, obviously, um, only a young lad coming through, but you look at the other three, um, they're experienced players in there and it just wasn't good enough and they weren't picking up players, uh, free headers. I mean, Taft, was it a third goal? I don't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> just just absolutely disgraceful, actually, um, the, the way that those kind of goals were, were allowed to happen. Um, and that's the worry for me. I think you, you've got kind of defensive defensively minded coaches there um, and we're shipping, what, 30, is it 13 goals this week? You know, in, in seven days, um, yeah, it's just not good enough, and and you just you just don't know really whether um, McMahon's the would be the right one. I think maybe on a temporary basis, but um, I think we'd we'd have to look elsewhere. To be honest, I think some of them they've just been there too long as well, sort of muzzy, and yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's just gone stale, and I I don't think, as I said, I don't think that that's that's the big issue. I think there's there's other issues, but. Um, you know, sadly, I think it's it's time for a change, and um, you know, I think it needs to happen sooner rather than later. You said it earlier on, and I think most Scunthorpe fans are like this as well. It, it's not about them personally. You know, they I think they do both generally come across really, really well. And you know, we've had them both on here, haven't we? You know, we've done in conversations with both of them, and they were great to us. They gave us the time. You know, they came on, they told the stories. It was great. Um, but sentimentality can only get you so far, especially when you're at the bottom of the football league. Uh, let, let's turn. To the pitch, I think, um, as you mentioned there, a lot of sort of issues defensively, certainly. I think for me, the worst one is probably the fifth goal just before half time. It's that floated ball in, it's just the free header, it's just, just nobody getting marked. And, and like you say, you know, I think a lot of people have said you know, it's a young squad, this sort of thing. I think Cox has said that as well. But as you just say there, you know, you're right, you know, it, it's not really. Yeah, we've got some young players, but there's people in there that are sort of 24, 25 onwards as well, you know. I mean, I don't know, defending it like that, just across the board, across the team, it, it's just not acceptable at all. Yeah, absolutely. We can't use the, the excuse that there's, there's not experience there. As you said, you know, um, you know, Davis, Millen's obviously not a kid anymore. Beeston, we can't really call him. Um, you know, he's, he's got a, a decent amount of experience, really. And, and across the pitch, it's, it's, it's not like we're playing under-19s, under is it? Um, it looked like we were. It was men, men versus boys yesterday for the first, well, most of the game. Um, and I think it's just that it's just the manner of the defeat, really. It's just as as soon as somebody took a shot, you knew it was just going to go in. The, the closing down, um, the hitters on the break, really, didn't well, they? Twice and well, from their know, point of view, those breaks they're pretty good, aren't they? I mean, yeah, you know, they're, they're good. We goals, did that. But, that's great. but I mean, yeah, from our point of view, it's just ridiculous. It was, as you, you're right, it's, it was like every time they <laughs> left their own box, basically, you think right here's another one. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. This is it. And I think that, you know, the breaks, they were really engineered by us, that ridiculous back heel thing from Taft, who know what the fuck he was doing. Was and that? also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other one where Green basically fell over, didn't he? And, and the ball ricocheted across to them and they broke again. And it was just all too easy. It was, it was. Uh, I think that the word 
Cox Hughes was pitiful and he was right. You know, it really was. It was, it was, it was absolutely pathetic, really. And it was a performance not befitting professional footballers. And really, they shouldn't have been paid for that. They should have all been fined um, because that was just an absolute disgrace. I think if, if, if any of us or any school thought fans perform like that at work, we probably wouldn't need to come in the next day. Um, and that's how bad it was. And, and you know, it's, it, it, it just was an absolute disgrace. And as bad as those seen it. And, and as I said, Harrogate were good. They were incisive. They knew exactly how to pick us apart. Um, it's not difficult. Let's be honest. Um, you know that gap between midfield and defence is huge. The midfield was completely anonymous. The centre backs didn't know where to position themselves. I thought Thompson had a terrible game yesterday. Um, you know, and he's been pretty good so far this season. Um, and it just all, all fell to bits, really. And and yeah, you're right. The, the fifth goal was probably the worst because it's just like. I don't even know really how do you describe it. it Muldoon was just stood there. He, he didn't have to he didn't have to move. It, it yeah. just bounced off his head. You know, he didn't have to jump. There was nobody there. Um, you know, the, the, it was Mark. The, the, the entire defense just, just seemed to just completely disappear off the face of the earth. No, no idea. Well, and it's it's shocking. And as I said it's it's it is re- it is pretty worrying given that Cox was a centre back. You know, that we can't defend. Yeah, you know, we, we just can't do the absolute basics. We get that team performance yesterday. We'll get torn apart. You know, in the conference, it will get torn apart the, the level below that and it will probably get torn apart the level below that so these players aren't even performing to a non-league standard at the moment that they're performing to Christ knows what as I said a public standard and, and you know that they, they deserved all the abuse they deserved all the boos they deserved all the chanting against their performance their integrity their character a lot of people were shouting you know where's the passion you know you're not fit to wear the shirt none of them were that was completely correct um you know all of that was all of that was right, and and it, it, yeah, it was abject and it was embarrassment, and it was the worst I've ever seen. As long as I've been a Scunthorpe United fan, well, I think something that obviously you guys probably won't have heard. Obviously, um, I was watching it on iFollow. You get the commentary. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was listening to Nui as well, as we mentioned a lot last season for his thoughts and and uh, sort of views of the game. Something that he said was that, and I think his his depth is is definitely right. You know. Yes, you remove Swan from this to an extent, remove Cox from this as well. At some point, this has got to come down to professional pride as a player. And, you know, the, the effort was not there yesterday. You can't turn around and say that every one of those players on that pitch was putting in everything because they just weren't. And it, and at some point, removing everything else from it, remove the tactics, remove who gets played, remove Swan, remove the behind the scenes stuff. At some point, it's got to come down to that player getting on the pitch and thinking, right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this for for me, even if it's not for the team. You know, there's got to be some level of personal responsibility for this. Yeah, you're right, but I mean, we've we've seen it. It's not just this group of players, is it? Let's be, let's be honest. No, I true. Think since since we've started this podcast, um, you know, the club's been on a bit of a downward spiral, <laughs> um, and you know, we could probably say it about the squad that got us relegated from League One. Um, we could say it about last season. We could we could say it about this season. Um, and yeah, you just I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, um, yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. But there's obviously a reason why those players. I mean, I don't know whether you can say they've they've down tool, but you know, I think um, you know, I think you're right. They won't fire off yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I think they were just yeah. Just going through the motions, really, and um, you know it's, it's not acceptable. But you, it's okay, say saying sort of take Cox out, take Swan out, take take this and that out. But at the end of the day, that there's factors that are kind of making the players play like that, or or just not not turn up. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's a difficult one to answer, but but you're right. I think those players, you know, that they've got to kind of look at themselves in the mirror after that performance, and and it wasn't good enough. And I think to an extent, yes, they they let Cox down um, as well. And you know, at the, at the start of the season, that wasn't the case. I think they were giving their all. They may come up a little bit short because um, they they weren't good enough, but they were giving their all. And I think yeah potentially um you know we could only go go on like that for so long i think you know the the quality or the lack of quality in the squad would probably have been found out eventually um but i think when when a group of players turn up and play like they did yesterday um and it was lacking effort it was lacking passion it was lacking someone getting a foot in i think you probably argue beast and put a few tackles in and and was probably the only one that did really um over the course of the game um, yeah, I mean, they, they have got to take some responsibility for that. I, I just think, um, yeah, there's, there's other factors at play, and it's it's difficult to put your finger on why. But it's it's not just this group. We can't just kind of level it at this group of players. There's there's three um, that we've had over the past couple of seasons, and we've seen exactly the same from them. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you say. I, I don't know. Let's let's look at a couple of players then. Uh, maybe. Maybe Loft, actually, because he's obviously been injured, hasn't he? He's come back in, he's got the mask on, uh, which I think is something to his character as well, that he, you know, he's prepared to play like that and, and carry on. He, he came back Tuesday, didn't he? You know, he played a little bit on Tuesday. You watched Tuesday night, Matt, didn't you? And I think you were saying to us afterwards that you were relatively encouraged by it. But, I mean, what have you made of him sort of coming back? Yeah, you know, I think it's a positive. Um, for me, he was probably the best player on the pitch um, at Rotherham. I think he, he put a, a good shift in, looked sharp and obviously took his goal really well. So that was a positive. Um, and actually, I think in the in the two with Hallam, uh, obviously Hallam playing alongside him, I think they work quite well together. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's obviously positives to take from that. Um, and I thought, to be honest, I thought there were some positives from that performance. Um, I know Rotherham, probably um, maybe took the foot off the gas a little bit when they when they got the two goals, which allowed us to play a little bit more. Um, but I thought we, we played quite well. I thought we were moving the ball forward and trying to create chances. And I think we did. And, and to be honest, if we'd have drawn that game, um, it would have probably been a fair result. So, you know, to go from that against good opposition and it was Rotherham's, um, you know, more or less, well, strong, that strong Rotherham side, anyway, put it that way. Um, to go from that and... They're putting in a decent performance. I know the scoreline in the end, it looked like a bit of a hammering. I don't think it was. I do actually agree with Cox. I think over the course of the 90 minutes, um, we, we probably more or less matched them. Um, to go from that to what we saw yesterday, um, you know, you just can't put your finger on on why. You just, there's no explanation for it, is there? Um, and I think, you know, all that sort of optimism and, and encouragement from the Tuesday night game, albeit it's in the, the Papa John's, not really, um, you know, it's Rotherham probably took the foot off the gas a little bit, as, as I say. Um, it's gone, isn't it? It's, it's gone straight away. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they can go from playing quite well. Um, it obviously keeps faith with some of those players, gives them a chance again. Um and they, they kind of perform like that. It's just, yeah, there's, I don't know why. I don't know. Well, another player, we've obviously mentioned him a lot on this podcast recent weeks, Tom Pugh. Uh, he gets a late call up to the bench, doesn't he? I think, is it Perry gets dropped out in the in the warm-up, I think. Um, but yeah, he, he's just got available. And I know you, you, you were talking about this one, Matt, weren't you, before? And that 
some of the comments that Cox made regarding, I think regarding Perry, but you, and that you've got Pew there. Yeah, I just thought it was a little bit bizarre, really. Um, obviously, we were getting overrun in the midfield. Um, they just, you know, they, they had complete control of it um, in that first half. And I think he, he mentioned, I don't know if it was on Humberside, but it was definitely on the official site in his in his post-match notes, um, that he would have liked to go with three in midfield to kind of just, just give us an extra player in there to, to maybe um, try and get a foothold in the game. Um, but he couldn't because... Perry had been injured in the warm-up and he, he was really disappointed. Um, well, you know, you've got Pew, um, and I know we keep sort of banging banging the drum, really, for, for Tom Pew. Um, but earlier in the season, you know, he, he was top of the charts for tackles, tackles won. You know, he, he was he was performing really well. Um, and yesterday, he's, he's talking about going to three in the middle and he completely overlooks him. Um, so, you know, just a, a, a very strange comment. And I think... I suppose pressure, you know, the pressure's on him now, and and it can it can make you say things, and I don't know, um, maybe maybe that was partly it, but yeah, it just didn't make sense really, and I think um, there's a lot to be said for sort of um, Pew coming back into the side, um, but again, I think the man management of him in the past couple of weeks has been poor, really. Um, I know we've been told he's been injured and he's been sort of. Um, rested, if you like, and I think Swan told us he'd been rested a little bit just to just to get him back to fitness because we can't be without him for um, long periods of the season. Um, but you know, for me, that that just doesn't cut it really. Um, you know, I think um, the the way it's been handled since the Tranmere game, obviously him and uh, Rowe dropped out. Neither of them have, have played since really. Um, only bit parts since that. Um, you know, you look two young lads that that, that did really well that Tranmere game, and and I'd say Pew, obviously for the rest of the season, he, he's been good, one of our better players. Uh, to be frozen out like that, um, you know, he's he's not great. And then he wonders why he's not he's not performing in training, and he's saying that he's not doing it in training. Well, you know, there's probably a reason for that, and I think that's that's down to poor management and sort of, um, yeah. That, that, that's the only that's the only thing um, really I, I can say on it. I just think it's the whole situation has been handled poorly. I know he, he has had an injury, but um, he's not been injured for the entire time, and, and he's not been getting a look in. And I think yesterday, um, you know, you're crying out for a bit of passion, he's going to give you that one hundred percent. He'd put himself about. He'll he'll go into tackles, um, and that's what the fans wanted to see yesterday. And we just we just saw nothing. Um, and actually, to say we'll get Perry on to, to put in a few tackles, uh, you know, I don't think I'm, I've seen him make a tackle. I'm not saying he's, he's a bad player because I think he's he's good on, good on the ball. Um, but I think if you want someone in there to, to give us a bit more bite, then then you'd go for Pew. And again, yeah, just completely overlooked him. I just um, just couldn't understand the comment. Right. Obviously, we'll start to sort of I think come towards the end. As I think there's still a few little bits to talk about on the pitch. We do obviously Thompson gets sent off, doesn't he? There's the penalty. Uh, that's in the second half. Well, uh, we we mentioned the the crowd earlier on, didn't we? Because um, I just think it's you know, it's not worth going through goal by goal like like we normally do on the podcast. I mean, we'll be here all day for one thing. Uh, we did talk about the crowd earlier on, and it's sort of turning a little bit. Uh, Matt, what what else from that from the stand? Because I think there is, there is still a few other bits from there, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. And <clears throat> I was just stood. Um relatively directly behind the goal um and and it did start to get a bit 
a bit tasty in there. Um, obviously, there was a lot of abuse held at the players and things like that. But I think that you know the the, the club, sorry, um, the fans, they they turned on the, the team, they turned on Cox, um, and they also turned on Swan. There was a lot of um, quite a lot of vocal kind of. Um, uh, discord, if you like, towards um, the ownership as well, um, which is understandable at this point. And I think that's kind of been growing game by game. And, and it, it did, did kind of um, happen um, yesterday as well. But also um, the fans, they started turning themselves. Um, that's the first time I've really seen that um, in a way. And um, a lot of kind of uh, some thought fans were just arguing with each other, a lot of telling them to just go home, you know, it's time to leave. You know, I saw a lot of... Uh, I'm fans just just leave the ground and go home after the third goal went in. Um, you know, a, a decent number, uh, which was obviously really early on. So that's 15 minutes, isn't it? Is that, that's just really really early, isn't it? So they're obviously disgusted, and you know, fair play to them. It's up to them. They've spent the money. They want to go home. You know, it's up to them. Um, but also, yeah, as I said, fans just arguing with each other um, quite quite vocally, um, and it, it did get really heated. Um, a couple of pockets of fans that were relatively close to where we were standing, they were just arguing with each other and stuff like that. Um, and a couple of fans were. were like applauding the players who came off um i didn't um you know um it's, it's if that's what they want to do that's completely up to them they've paid their money um you know it's no problem with that at all obviously a lot were booing and i think a couple of groups were just saying you know why you're clapping that was you know an absolute disgrace um and then the other people saying you know why are you booing that's not going to help either you know in my opinion, is it's completely how you, you want to spoil your team, it's up to you. You've paid to go in, you know, you want to boo, you can boo, you want to clap, you can clap. But I think that that's the first time I've really seen it turn between fans against each other. Um, that was a little bit worrying. Um, and another kind of strange thing I noticed really, and, and I'm not the only, only one at the start of the game when all the all the players were coming to the pitch, um, from from the um, from the tunnel, I think Cox came on, he looked pretty downcast before the game had even started. He had his hands in his pockets his head was down um, I found that a little bit strange um, you know I'm probably not the only one um, he, you know he, he, I don't know it's, it's not the way that you want to see the manager come onto the pitch you know obviously we, we realise that it's, it's, Cox hasn't been having a great time recently um, you know off the pitch as well but I just thought that was a little bit strange from the manager to be honest um, you like to see your manager lead from the front um, whoever they are um, and also at the end of the game when um, all the kind of the back room, uh, the back room staff um, the physios, the subs um, came off the pitch um, past the away end. They were getting a lot of abuse, as you can probably expect. Um, but Cox didn't seem, to, I didn't see him go down the tunnel and I was quite close to the tunnel. Um, he seemed to kind of, the uh, best way to describe it, he shirked it a little bit. He kind of tried to hide out the way of the abuse and, and he kind of seemed to disappear, um, you know, off the pitch through other means, um, which I... It didn't really sit right with me. I mean, I understand why he's done it. You know, he knows that he's going to come to the win. He's not going to get applauded. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get booed. He's going to get people going to say, um, you know, unsavory things to him. It's it's the way it is. Um, but it was a little bit strange that he didn't face the music in, in some respect. I would have liked to see the manager come over and maybe just apologise and just say, you know, sorry, that was shy. I've seen managers do that before. Um, or just come over to applaud the fans. Um, it's a little bit strange um, you know as I said I, I might have missed it um, I might have missed him but I, I was stood pretty close to the tunnel and I did not see Cox leave the pitch or go down the tunnel um, you know I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong um, but I, I found that a little bit strange and he did make a point um, in his um, post-match um, interview on the Humber side that he even though the players came over to get 
came over to the fans. They did get some abuse. He he agreed with the abuse. You know, he agreed. He said yes, they're they're right to voice their opinion. It it was not good enough. Um, but um, and he said yes, they should have come across to applaud the fans, which most of the players did. They did come across and applaud, or they came towards the fans. But Cox didn't do that. I didn't see him do that at all. And I thought it was a little bit strange. Um, you know, a little bit weird. Um, yeah, so it, it all seemed a, a little bit strange. And and also one other point, um, relatively unrelated to that, is that um, we saw um, Turan outside uh, the ground just after the game. He was stood there in his uh, Scunthorpe United training clubber. Um, he might have just been to the pub. I don't know. We spoke to him for about five minutes. He seemed like a really nice guy. He spoke really good English. Um, and he just actually apologised for the performance. He said, that was shit. I'm sorry, lads. I'm really sorry about that today. And I said to him, what are you doing here, mate? I thought you were a stockpot. And he said, well, I got injured, so I'm back at the club now. And I was like, right, fair enough. Um, so I thought I'd just mention that. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Seems like a nice guy, but yeah, very, very, very strange. And I said the atmosphere within the way was the strangest I've ever seen. And it, it, it is essentially felt, felt like the sort of like the last days of Rome, you know. And it, it was very, very weird. It was all very kind of heated and and, and dicey. And you 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 worried a little bit when fans turn on. I mean, I know people have arguments and disagreements, but I think that it was so kind of pronounced yesterday in the way, and that I, I so much so that I've, I've never seen it like that before. Um, you know, so it was a very strange. Um, a very strange day on Saturday, and you know, of course, you know, <clears throat> an absolute disgrace as well. So, yeah, I think you're right, Matt. And, and like I say, it's it's definitely sort of at a point, isn't it? You know, something's going to give soon. Uh, what like what what do you actually genuinely expect to happen this week coming up? Because we we talked about earlier on, you know, potentially there's a change Monday. There might not be. It might be ex- exactly this until you know Forest Green. What are you expecting either from the club or do you think should happen this week? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think, I think, um, you know, I think it's just if it doesn't happen this week, it's, it's sort of delaying the inevitable. Um, so we'll see. I think um, tomorrow is going to be interesting. I think it'll tell us sort of a lot about um, sort of what's what's one's ambitions are for the season. To be honest, I think, um, you know, I think in the past he's taken sort of pretty decisive action when he needed to. Um, whether it was right or wrong at the time, you know, we can all have our opinions about that. But I think, um, you know, it's definitely needed here. Um, and as I say, nothing about nothing, no bad words about Cox. You know, um, I think he's he's trying his best. But as I said earlier, I just don't think it's good enough. And I think, as we've said, yes, there's the big big problems off the field. Um, and I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about those in in the next few weeks. I, I can see, um, you know, it. it getting even worse and um, I think fans are going to kind of voice the displeasure even more more so than yesterday um, but I think as it stands at the moment um, you know the, it's it's the last throw of the dice isn't it for the, for the club to stay in the football league um, you look at the table as it stands at the moment um, you just can't see it to be honest it, it, even now I know we're only sort of a quarter into the season um, the goal difference, the you know the the gap we are adrift already. You know over the course of the season, it's massive, isn't it? And you just you just can't see us bridging it, um, especially when they they perform like they did yesterday. So I think you know that for me the writing's on the wall. I think um, as it stands at the moment, we with Cox we're only heading one way. And do I think another manager can come in and, and save it? I don't know. I don't know. But I think we've got to give it a chance. Um, 
and again we'll, we'll probably get bashed by by you know the ones that are supporting Cox um you know and I'm sure um, you know I, I know it's not his fault per se I know there's there's bigger issues um but that's basically um as I say the last throw of the dice we've got left and um you know I think we we've got to make that decision sooner rather than later um so I'm, I'm expecting it whether it's this week whether it's next week um you know, it can't carry on like this. The the record is absolutely abysmal. Um, you know, he's probably, I, I, I don't know, I don't think there's any other manager in the Football League that's been on such a run uh, and and survived and, and kept the job. And I know there's, there's many other factors at play. I know the budget's poor. Um, but one thing, I was listening yesterday on my way back from the game and Tom knew he said that he'd had the rug pulled from under his feet. Um, I didn't agree with that, really. I think, um, yes, he's got a low budget, but I think he knew that when he came into the club and he knew what he was taking on. Um, and, yeah, perhaps the budget's been cut further since that. Um, however, to say he's had the rug pulled, I'm, I'm not so sure. But I think, you know, he took the job. And I know he's obviously taken the job because he loves the club and, and he wanted to help out and he thought he could... He could do it and and turn it round. Um, sadly, you know it's it's not been the case, and you know, obviously um, it's probably going to be very difficult for for any manager to turn it round because it looks as though we're only heading one way. Um, but I'd like to see someone else given a shot, um, and you know, hopefully that that sooner rather than later. And as I say, you know, I think if he if he did leave, um, you know, I think he can leave, and he's he's tried his best. Um, but yeah, for me, I think enough is enough and, and we've got to move on and, and we've got to do it quickly and, and get someone else in that, that can give us, you know, I'll try and, and give us sort of um a bit of a lift and, and a bit of a a bit of a I don't know, a bit of a rocket up the ass, really, because I think that's what we need. Yeah, I think so. Um I agree, mate. And and I think that let's just look at this, you know, kind of this season really. We I think we said, you know, generally you, you judge a manager on, on when he's had time in the summer to bring his own players in and, and even though he's had a, a relatively limited budget. Um and I think that generally, um, you know, after ten games, you kinda of know where you're gonna be. You know, that that's the market, that's that's what everybody says. You kinda of know where whereabouts you're gonna be in the league come at the end of the season in general, you know. Um, ten games in, we're eleven games in now, um, we're we're at the bottom you know, minus 16 goal difference. And I think that, you know, based on that alone, I think that that performance is enough to dismiss the manager. Um, unfortunately, um, I think given the the manner of the defeat yesterday against Harrogate, that is also enough to dismiss the manager. And I also think that his current record at the moment, though, he did keep us up last season, um, you know, um, fair play to him. Um, but the win percentage, the win ratio, the the sort of run of fixtures and and the thing I think we said, um, you know, t- two wins in in twenty eight or twenty nine or something like that, um, is 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 not good enough for any manager at, at any level. Um, so those kind of three elements, um, I think, you know, on balance, suggest that it would be the right time to to dismiss him. Um, unfortunately. Um, and whether or, not, whether or not that happens, we don't know. Um, but <clears throat> I, my prediction is probably by the end of the month, unfortunately. Um, and, unless, unless you know, unless it turns around, I can't see it, um, and I don't think he's got any ideas left. Um, you know, which is unfortunate because 
we kind of, when he came in, he was sort of the manager we were looking for, you know, relatively young and upcoming, sort of like an affinity with the club, you know, um, a good playing pedigree as well. And we thought that the kind of team with him and, and Lillis with a wealth of experience and again, um, kind of, uh, you know, a good history with the club um, will be, uh, would would be a good combination. But unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not been the case. We've not won enough games. We've not put enough good performances. Um, and at the end of the day, Cox has to own this because it's his team, it's his squad. It's his task, tactics, it's his decisions, and we are again rock bottom of the league. Um, so I'm afraid that's the way it is. And and yeah, there's not I don't really have much more to say on that. Um, but it's it's a it's a grim, a grim weekend to be a Scunto mm. United fan. Um, and you know, it can only get worse from here. It certainly <laughs> is, yeah. Um, right, let, let's finish there. I think. Uh once again, if you have made it all the way through, thank you very much for listening. Um I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see what the week brings. Right, cheers. See you on the next one.